I mean, again, you know how you, you're like, Drew, I'm just going to let you talk and then tell you to stop. So, all <laughs> Pretty right. much, yeah. All right. So. All right. So. Hi, I'm Danny. Hi, I'm Drew. And welcome back to Strange Little Worlds. And welcome to any new listener who has joined us. We are the bi-weekly with mini-sode, bi-weekly episodes podcast about true crime and paranormal experiences where we go on a road trip and find these stories in the hometowns that you call your house. Your house, huh? Your house. <laughs> so this time we, we went a little spooky stuff. So now we're turning an eye to what usually predates these spooky things. So as Danny puts it, that's a bit of murder. 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 So, and Danny tells me she has a particularly good one. Um, um, this one's so good, I didn't rewrite anything because I really like the way it was written in, okay. by this um, author. So I'm just going to read what he wrote. Um, but before I get into it, make sure you subscribe to our... Why are you looking at me when you say this? Am I supposed to... <laughs> All right, fine, everybody. You subscribe. Check us out. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, SLW Podcast. The same with our Facebook SLW Podcast. We also have a website, strangelittleworlds.com. Uh, our new up-to-date one is still in the process because somebody is a perfectionist. And we post our episodes every week and then our mini episodes every other week. We're great. We're wonderful. Merch probably coming soon. Thank you. <laughs> Sound about right? It's about right. All right, cool. I was just looking to see if you wanted to say something and you're like, fine, I will. <laughs> well, you're going to give me the, you're going to open the door. I'm going to kick it open. <laughs> you're like, coming through everyone. <laughs> exactly. You know, you'll be swell. You'll be great. <laughs> gonna have the world on a plate. Starting here. Starting now. It's time for the murder to begin. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Broadway star. Uh, <laughs> today, we are going to talk about some mini true crime. The title of this story is called Cross-Dressing Eccentric. And it's funny because one of our, our episodes previously was about SUNY Purchase. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me about the, the lovely fall ball. And the, fall ball, yes. And the drag community that lives still in the Purchase days and... RuPaul would be proud. Yeah, our mini-sode episode, mini-sode seven, Purchase. Yep. Go back and listen to that if you haven't heard. Check it out. But Talk about our alma mater. Yes, true story. Purchase. Both of us went there. The both one of us graduated. that molded us to this day. But this isn't about, <laughs> we already talked about Perch. Yeah. So now we're back. So what what's going on with this? This is um, takes place in Westchester. This story was written by Tom Shrek. Tom, Mr. Tom, Mr. Shrek. Mm-hmm. Lives in Albany. Uh, okay. He is the author of the Duffy Dombrowski Mysteries, if anyone is into that. The latest volume okay. is called Ten Count. Uh, cool. No. If you're interested, go check okay. him out. Um, and I'm just going to read, because I, I did research on, on this true crime, okay. but the way he wrote it is just so much better than anything I could put together. I'm not a writer, so I'm just going to read his words okay. and hope you guys enjoy. Well, I hope you guys enjoy Danny's not audiobook take of his story. <laughs> yeah, this is not an audiobook take, so feel free to interrupt if anything. Oh no, make no, sense. no, no. This is this is a rare moment for me to watch you do what you do. So what? I'm just gonna sit quietly and just you know, the occasional <gasps> <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. Not 
Not the fr- not the curling iron. <laughs> so, all right. I'm ready okay. when you are. All right. On a cold late January night in 1982, Kathleen Durst traveled to New York City for a party at a friend's apartment. She was there to socialize, but she was also trying to spend some time away from her husband, Robert. They'd been feuding, and she told friends she was afraid of him and his tendency toward physical violence. Early in the evening, Robert, whose family owns the Durst Organization, one of New York's premier real estate firms, Mm -hmm. called, demanded that Kathleen return home to their house near South Salem's Lake Truesdale. Okay. And before she left, she confided in a friend that she was scared, and if anything should happen to her, they should suspect Robert. That was the last time her friends ever saw her. This is where you gasp. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Robert reported her missing four days later. Kathleen's body has never been found. Robert Dart. I can't say his freaking last name. Robert Durst. I should say his last name because Fred Durst. <laughs> I wonder if Fred Durst has anything to do with. Oh, he okay. does. Okay. Robert Durst was an eccentric jet setter, mm-hmm. a regular in clubs like Studio 54, mm-hmm. whose friends included Jackie Onassis and John Lennon. Okay. He'd even dated Mia Farrow's little sister. He met Kathleen when she was a tenant in one of the family's buildings. At the time of her disappearance, she was a hardworking med student at Albert Einstein College of Medicine and wanted to be a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. When questioned by police... Mr. Durst, they noted, was remarkably calm for a man whose wife was missing. He explained that they had three different homes, and because of the troubles in their relationship, they didn't always see each other every night. Mm -hmm. He has been suspected in her disappearance ever since. Now, after his wife's disappearance, Durst's life took a bizarre turn. He became a loner and drifted throughout the country before settling in Galveston, Texas. Okay where he spent much of his time living as a woman. In September 2001, Mm. the dismembered body of Durst's cranky next-door neighbor washed up in Galveston Bay. The head was never found. When police investigated, they found a trail of blood leading back to Durst's apartment. Okay. Durst fled and evaded capture for more than a month. Now, his bizarre undoing matched his strange life— He was arrested for shoplifting a chicken salad sandwich, a newspaper, and Band-Aids from a supermarket in Pennsylvania. He had more than $500 cash in his pocket at the time, and he was wearing a woman's brown wig and a fake blonde mustache. Though he did admit to dismembering the body, Durst claimed self-defense in the murder of his neighbor, and the jury agreed with his self-defense claim. He received a five-year sentence for bail jumping and tampering with evidence. He was paroled in 2005 and rearrested for not following the conditions of his parole and paroled again in 2006. It is believed that Durst returned to New York in 2011 and is living in Harlem, but he refuses to talk to the media. The motion picture All Good Things, released in December 2010 and starring Ryan Gosling and Kirsten Dunst, is based on Durst and his relationship with Kathleen. 
Durst provides his own chilling commentary on track. Wow. Yeah. I just want to point out it was very hard for me not to make any sort of Limp Bizkit reference the entire time. Because when you said something, I was like, are you saying that he wanted to break stuff? He wanted to break. But how bizarre is this dude? And then they buy the self-defense claim. I'm sorry. He dismembered this guy. I don't care if you fought him as self-defense. You don't then dismember the body. That's not self-defense anymore. If it's self-defense and you killed the guy, you call the police right away. I know this. You know what I think? I know this movie. I just was looking up this movie. <laughs> the the All Good Things? Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Gosling, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. Yeah. It's based on, on this guy who apparently wears a fake blonde mustache and a woman's brown. What? Yeah. And apparently, according to the to the what Wikipedia is saying, he... Uh, Durst professed admiration for the film and after previously not cooperating with journalists, offered to be interviewed by the director. So he would sit with the director for more than 20 hours over a multi-year period, which led to a six-part documentary miniseries called The Jinx. Like, how crazy is this, right? Yeah, it's just so odd. Yeah, this is... I... I, (laughs) I have no words. You have no words, right? I, because I her body's never been found. No one knows where she is. And the thing being is he was, you know, it's, it's one of those where he wasn't even convicted for anything. He would like, like it, all we have is suspicion. And the yeah. only person who would know is him. And he's, yeah. he's admitted anything. I yeah. mean, all he was convicted of was, um, you know, I guess tampering with evidence for the, the, the guy who yeah. and killed then, in self-defense, apparently. Apparently. And it's just so crazy I'm sorry, if if you were doing, if you killed somebody in self-defense, somebody attacked you and you fought them in self-defense, would you then take your sweet ass time to dismember their body? No. Thank you. I, you don't have time for that shit. It, excuse it, me. Excuse my language. Yeah, it's just, it's just, things just don't add up. Thank you. You know, and then on top of it, it's just such a bizarre turn. Like, how is anybody supposed to look at, at your frame of, like, your, I don't even know, I'm not even sure what to say. <laughs> Like in terms of your what's what's your mentality? You know, you go from being this person with this life. I mean, apparently it's not a great life, but you know, what person with money has a perfect life? And your wife dies. Let's just for the sake of argument, dies, disappears, yeah, disappears, disappears. And you, your way of coping is you move away to another state and become a woman. And you become a woman. (sighs) And and you become a woman. I, okay. And then you you have an incident with a, your neighbor. Might have been self-defense. Might have not been. You know, you run, which doesn't help your case. Exactly. You get pinched for... for stealing a, a chicken salad sandwich so basically some band-aids. Basically stealing food and Band-Aids from a, a store. In, in Pennsylvania, in of all places. Yeah. yeah, you're lucky you didn't get shot at. It literally... <laughs> You know, and then your disguise is ridiculous. You're wearing, you have a long, like, were you trying to go off as a very effeminate man? Like, <laughs> Why even the fake mustache? Because there's a fake blonde mustache and a brown wig that he gets caught with. Like, why even have the mustache? I don't understand. Like, what? Maybe he was going for the, you know, the hunter look, you know, <laughs> long unkempt hair, odd genetics. I, I, I just, I can't really say anything, but I, the so fact. It's one of those, like. 
where I, I feel like in crime, people are always saying, you know, there is no such thing as a perfect crime. Mm-hmm. And then for me, sometimes like sometimes a lot of it's dumb luck. Yeah. I feel you like know? this guy had a lot of dumb luck on his, a lot on of his dumb side. Luck. Yeah. And it's just it's it's about creating the doubt because sometimes it's very much it's very very simple. You, like some of your cases are very clean cut. We fought. I killed him. I cut him up. Mm-hmm. I tried to get rid of it. I got caught. I I owned up to it. Mm-hmm. They never do, mm-hmm. but you know, Mm-mm. the jury finds him guilty. Except for our first guy, Joel Rifkin. He's the only one who owned up to it because he's a serial killer. He's like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Yep. What about that, that one? Do you remember that 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 woman who convinced her boy her. Oh, yeah, her boyfriend to get... No, she's still denying it. She's still denying that her husband, uh, Elena, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's still denying. She's like, no, he did it on his own. <laughs> I just... In I, that accent, yeah. I, 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 I just can't. Like, it's just... It's one of... This is the, the rare moment where I'm kind of speechless because it's, it really is a strange turn of it's events. so bizarre. This is the most bizarre one. I was like... I was like... I, I was going to do like a whole episode and I was like, no, no, no. I'm not spending uh, any more time on this guy. Yeah, let me just... <laughs> Kind of document. And We're just going to document it as a mini so because on top of it, so bizarre. Because if you're, if you're trans, right? If you're trans individual, mm-hmm. and you transition, uh, he didn't though. He would just that, cross dress, like, and there's right. nothing wrong with that. But like the way it, the, the the events followed, it was I just think so also weird. Just the way that it was, it, uh, the way that the the timeline is doesn't add up. Yes. Because it's such an odd transition. Like yes. if it was, if it was some form of manifestation of guilt or grief, you know, it's a strange turn of events regardless, mm-hmm. you know? And then on top of it, he didn't continue to identify that as yeah. a woman. He is still a male. Yeah. So it's like, are you, are you a bisexual? Are you confused? Are or are you, you just using this as or like did you just use it sympathy as a con- points? Yeah. Yeah. As a convenient cover. Yeah, Exactly. Like what? What is going on here? I can't say, but you know. And then what I also enjoy is that you don't want to do journalists or anything. But the second a movie's made about you, oh yeah, all of a sudden you're like, oh, hold on, sure, I'll talk about this. Right. You know. And then the fact that he did a mini series about all these events. I mean, I'm not going to spend the time. And watching. that's his take on it. And he's already a bizarre person, as we've seen. Right. But apparently, bizarre so enough what- to still be able to support himself. But here's the thing. He's never been um, tried for her murder. Mm. So he really should watch what he says because they could use that in, in court. court of law and convict you. Well, apparently nothing's happened. So either they don't care or they kind of figure. <laughs> or they're taking his side of the story and she like ran that, off or something. That or, you know, statute of limitations. Sometimes. Murder has no statute. Oh, it doesn't? Nope. Oh, okay. Certain things do. Right. Yeah. Um, theft. Rape. Um, molestation. Okay. Like basically anything but murder has a statute of limitations. Murder is the only thing because it's the ultimate crime. Well, in okay. the court of law, it's the ultimate crime. You take the life of Does another. Does the statute of limitations? Uh, I'm just again, I I don't know this, so I'm trying to be aware of such things going forward. Uh, statute for those those crimes you just mentioned. Do they vary? All of them vary. Yeah, and and on top of that, you know what the weirdest thing about the United States is? None of the states have a unified system of statute of limitations. Every state has its own statute of limitations. Oh, wow. So if a crime occurred in, for example, Texas, say like you molested somebody in Texas, they have a different statute of limitations than New York. So you could escape into New York and still be held accountable. It's still be held accountable for it, but in stat in Texas law, not in New York law. And you would you would be taken to Texas and tried there. Wow. If it hasn't run out yet. And if it has, 
that sucks. Even though like, for example, if I don't know Texas law, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say that out loud. Like say, mm -hmm. for example, the statute is like five years in Texas and it's 10 years in New York. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. That crime happened in Texas. Right. It would be under Texas jurisdiction. Right. And that's like the weird thing that I try to explain to people not from the United States because I have like friends and family not in the U.S. And they're mm. like so weirded out by this because like how do you have each state has its own laws yeah. <laughs> that are not unified? And I'm like, I don't ask me, okay? We used to be colonies. I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's a little, um, I guess, legal history or legal lesson on so. statute of limitations. But the only the only crime in the U.S. that does not have a statute of limitations is murder. That because it's considered the ultimate crime wow. and it makes sense because at the end of the day, it is the ultimate crime. You have taken you have ceased another person's life you know you've taken mm. away their life and their you know soul essentially so yeah that's yeah no statute of limitations there so you can be try you could be like 30 years later they'll still try you for the murder of whomever you killed that's crazy yep yep so thank you for listening to our episode Indeed. we'll just wrap this up now <laughs> So yeah, I guess so. I mean... Let us know what you think about this bizarre little case that I just discovered. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, I have no words. Like, okay. I, have, I have no words. I have no jokes. I just like, I was like, wow, something. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Tom Shrek, for doing this research what for me. What a good job. Yeah. And if you, know, if you need any books read by her, I mean, she just kind of gave you an audition tape right there. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll read you your books for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. As I said before, we are Strange of the Worlds, a bi-weekly... Well, now we're a weekly. Yeah, we're, we're, weekly we're a weekly podcast. <laughs> we're a weekly podcast. Traveling, exploring these strange and true crimes that are apparently everywhere in the U.S., so we're yeah. going to find them. So climb, in, yeah. climb into our crime van. <laughs> yes, our, our, our nice mystery machine. <laughs> exactly. So we are again on... Um, Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Stitcher for the platforms for the podcast listening platforms and then we're on twitter facebook instagram at slw podcast is our handle yep strange little worlds.com strange little worlds podcast at gmail.com yep and we're we're here indeed we talk are. to us so subscribe everybody to us oh leave us a rating and a review sorry exactly and everybody keep your wigs on yeah all right have a good one everybody bye, bye.